Hi there, I'm RN. And I'm AR, and this is the 15th log in the 6th discussion on The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Welcome to the Lore Research Lab. Today's thesis, missing culture and history, who with his own eye, and what do we know about them from the game? It's time to deep dive, folks. So, the Zonai are mysterious ways that we find record of all over Hyrule, but they don't actually appear in the game as a living race like the others that we met, that we meet, like the Zora or the Gerudo. Right, so to add to their all- oh, keeps- it's, 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 ha it's happening already. To add to their overall elusiveness- There you go. I, I can- I can speak! Surprise! What record we do have of them? is not not that much um they are the only race in this game to appear in this fashion um making them both dead and hard to describe and yay like, you know we love that um despite what little there is to know the game does give us enough just enough to push open the doors to theorizing and so before we get into the details we thought it best to kind of lay down some f concrete facts that we actually know before we get into the theorizing. Uh, um, yeah, like a yeah, bedrock, yeah. if you will. What a fancy uh, word. <laughs> I know. I'm very impressive. Um, I'm clapping so, for you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. So I th we thought it best for you guys to kind of know what we know before we kind of open the door to theorizing so you know that in like later discussions this is none the of the stuff we're actually saying we actually know for a fact there's so a basis this, this is all the stuff so all that is following is it's all the stuff we actually concretely know from the game exactly so, there we go <laughs> the first thing to talk about is the barbarian armor set which is available to players in the game and we can consider this a marker because the barbarian armor is unique compared to other armor sets considering the fact that it doesn't appear Hylian, or possibly even not Herulian. I'm just here to make loud noises for some reason. I think I clapped accidentally earlier. I don't even know why I clapped. But anyways, the armor set is mostly made of animal bones and fur, meaning it is made out of natural materials. That's cool to know. So every item in your inventory in the game mm -hmm. comes with a little description. So mm -hmm. the description of the barbarian armor in the game reads, Armor, once favored by an ancient warlike tribe from the Farron region. The war paint bolsters your fighting spirit and raises your attack power. Cool. What that means, we'll have to find out later. Yeah, Ooh. we're gonna explain that later. Um, I don't how know how much it? later. Later is a very vague <laughs> loose term. term here. It, it's very, we this use words very loosely here. <laughs> But this brings us to our next point of interest, if you consider the aspect of the barbarian armor, for example, and what we what this description reads. This brings us to our next point of interest, animal imagery. The Zonai appear to have a signature style, a particular fascination with um, uh, this artistic choice, because to know if something is Zonai, all you have to do is check for an animal symbol of some kind, usually an animal head. Um, uh, and they come in different varieties, but I think you find the most of owls and dragons, for example. Of course, if something does lack the explicit animal imagery or animal head, for example, check for this other point of interest, geometric patterns. You will find the zonai, like the spiral design, um, a lot, except it appears more kind of geometrically patterned, so it's more square as it spirals. I don't know if that makes sense. I'm bad with describing things. That's Basically, it kind of, it's... It's a square spiral. So it's, it's a square spiral, but they like that pattern. 
We like that. We pun. like that pun. Um, so to sum up, we have the barbarian armor, animal imagery, and spiral geometric patterns that appear to signify whether something is zonite or not. Now that the who is covered, it's time to go over where these markers appear. earlier episode, I described um, how you have two types of ruins in this game. Ancient ruins from thousands of years ago, and ruins that are too ancient to even date, and have no persistence in the modern or current collective memory of those in Hyrule. The zone I fall into the second category, which is why you don't exactly hear people talking a whole lot about them. And it makes our work a little easier knowing the zone I fall into the second category, because Ruins that fall in that category tend to be unique. Of course, the other problem is that there's like, it's out of the collective memory, so we have like literally no information on them whatsoever at all. Yes. Um, what can and you do? that brings us to this other point. That's, yeah. Um, what is left of the Zonai are strictly structural. There are no signs of houses per se in any sense of the word or diversity in their ruins. You tend to find a lot of the same kind of sites with the Zonai, which is both interesting and also frustrating. Um, you find these ruins all over Hyrule, but there is a place where they appear the most, which is, drum roll. The, 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 the Farron region. Yay, of uh, confetti, roll, confetti, uh, happiness. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Yes, the Farron region. Go on. So, in the Farron region, you mm-hmm. find lots of different Zonai sites, such as the Zonai ruins located in the area surrounding the Spring of Courage, and those ruins cover most of that forested area. And you also find other columns and structures spread about the region. Um, there's also um, there's also the Palmori ruins on the beach just outside of Laurelin Village, so it's pretty coastal, as well as the Guccini Plains located at the mouth of the province itself, so that's that area is not too far from Lake Hylia. That's where you kind of find some of the structures. So this is still in the Farron region. This is still in the Farron region, but actually, if, if you look at that on the map, um, on the interactive map, for example, um, you will see that, that the, the, the amount of ruins then, if we're describing these locations, that is actually a good spread of the entire region, because Farron isn't, the, the Farron province is not that large. Um, um, so for the most part, no matter where you walk, you'll find maybe some remnants, like Zonai remnants, you know what I mean? You'll maybe find some sign of it. And it is nice to see such a high concentration of ruins in a given area, much like the Gerudo, but due to the Zonai being a dead culture, it isn't that simple with their remnants. They are all confined to one place, you know? Um, there are a few exceptions to where you find ruins, and we want to talk about Zonai outliers, or locations that appear outside of Baron and thus seem to be somewhat random. Aaron, will you do the honors? With pleasure. Remember the barbarian armor set? We kind of bottled over English talking about it earlier, yes? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so as with all armor sets in the game, the Barbarian armor is split into three pieces. The Barbarian helm, armor, and leg wraps. And these three pieces are split up, located in three different shrines as like the reward. You get like little shrine rewards just before you talk to the monk in certain shrines. Yes. So um, these uh, Barbarian armor pieces are split into three separate shrines across Hyrule. One of these shrines is at the eastern edge of the Ligurido Desert, another is in the northern Akala region, and the third um, is in the northern portion of the Hebrew region. However, these shrines aren't just any shrines, they're special. They're special, guys, we have special shrines. 
<laughs> Woo! They sit in the middle of some very important structures. That's right, folks, the Lome Labyrinth. Woohoo! You find each component of the barbarian armor set in its respective labyrinth, all located in the far corners of the map, relatively speaking. The Lome Labyrinths are gargantuan structures standing at heights that tower over Link, which actually, considering that Link is like really short, probably not all that impressive, but no, he, but they're really big. They are really they're big. They're humongous, and I was, I was playing the huge. game, and I went to like the, the Akala Lome Labyrinth, it's an island, but it was built on some surface of land that's mostly submerged. So you can actually walk on the like kind of coasting area of like water around because it's shallow there. And it's so tall. Continue. Yes, okay. Well, basically, it's, it's, it, they are really big. Like they are huge. Um, and each one of these Lomo labyrinths possesses a unique pattern in terrain. And in Hebra, it's freezing cold, you know tends to come with all the mountains and the ice and snow. Yeah, the tundra's um, not far away, so, yeah. It's not great. Uh, the labyrinth appears like a tilted square or a diamond on the map. Mm -hmm. um, the Akala one is located, as we've already mentioned, on its mm -hmm. own island, off the coast of the Akala province, standing above the water. It's like you have to paraglide over it and climb. It's all very complicated. <laughs> Uh, and this one is the most square of the three labyrinths, so it follows naturally that its labyrinth pattern is pretty square. I just realized I've been laughing for most of this um, discussion. <laughs> um, then we have the one tucked away in the Gerudo Highlands, shaped like a rectangle and thus possessing a labyrinth that's longitudinal in its pattern. I found this one, I don't know about you, I found this one the most confusing to be honest. For some reason there's also a ton of malice in this particular labyrinth, I don't know what's up with that. I, I don't know what's going on there. Hmm. Um, they are, I would stress that they're all very different, and obviously they're labyrinths, so you have to try and solve them. Yeah, um, except I just paraglide on top and then look But down. even then, it's not exactly <laughs> not easy. that simple. No, it's not easy, it's not even easy. if- we're, we're telling even you, if, if you try, if you try to shortcut across it. across the top of it, it's still hard. Yes. Because, like, the walls all look the same. So for yes. example, because you have to get to the center of the labyrinth, and then climb up through a little hole to get to the shrine. Yes. And you can't see, because it's built into the wall and the walls are really sheer and tall, yes. you can't see the hole. So even yeah. paragliding over the top doesn't really help you. So even if you try to shortcut it, it's not easy. And once you do find your way inside, there's basically the labyrinth itself and then the tiny little maze you have to figure out to actually get to the shrine. So it's like labyrinth upon labyrinth, really. It is. Um, and it's... It's really interesting because, for, for example, the Akala one, it's like a traditional labyrinth. Yes. But for the Garuda Highland one, they're like little tunnels that you got to jump down and try and find the entrance. I, I, I still don't cool. know whether or not I like it. I kind of, no, I don't know. Mm. I'm, I'm debating. But anyway, regardless, we're getting off track a bit here. But these <laughs> structures are a couple of things. Why do I keep laughing? Definitely Zonai because of the animal imagery and geometric square patterns. They're definitely unique as like, well, there's, there's three of them, so they're not entirely unique, but like as structures, they are unique. Yeah. And kind of in the middle of nowhere, and also somewhat random. We don't really know what they were used for, apart no. from being like there be there's shrines there, but other than that, we have like no idea what they were built for. Exactly. Um. That being said, this is also the case for most Zonai like outliers that aren't found in the Sparrow region. Based on what we know from the game, there's no real way to explain why they exist or what purpose they serve, other than the fact that the shrine is located in each of them, so yeah, that's incentive for the player to go to these places. Exactly. Because as we probably mentioned a couple of times by this point, if you complete all the shrines in the game, you get a reward. And 
people like to do that you also get you also had the side benefit of giving you lots of health and stamina which is good if you want to run away from your problems yes and i like stuff so you know that every time i play this game i have also got i, I got i got 120 shrines each time mm. but this all proposes a couple of questions but we will get to that later yes again and... a loose in a loose sense of the word later and for, you know, for the most part, in most uh, Zonai locations, you find a shrine nearby, such as, and this is again, random, such as the two shrines in the Hiva region that have a doorway with Zonai patterns on it, the Gihara Shrine and the Tokomo Shrine. Um, they are visible on, on the map. Tokomo is kind of on like, it's kind of closer to the far northwest corner of the map kind of sort of and and, and you can just look it up I, I don't know it's on it's on the map you can that, find it on that, the was, that was map. a great description of i'm not good at describing that. things you don't have to rub it in my face okay the, <laughs> <laughs> that was so pitiful the labyrinth exists as, we're gonna talk about the zone i know instead of my shortcomings with the English language. Um, the labyrinths exist as outliers in Zonite architecture, being as they're being, you know, as large as they are and unique in their presentation. Most Zonite architecture consists of temple-like structures, columns, or frames, such as the entrances to these aforementioned shrines. So if you lack the- I would also mention- Giant structures, if you just get columns and frames. Yeah, well, I would also mention I mean, not that this actually, I'm not even telling Tyler sure this has any bearing on anything, but if you kind of squint, the Lume Labyrinths make triangle. Yay! Oh, I yeah. Mean, oh, I mean, I guess, yeah. Oh, that's true. Kind of. Oh, kind of, yeah. So that's like the positioning is interesting as well. Well, again, we'll probably get to that later. But in, take, take in the away. Hyrule Ridge, yes, mm -hmm. in the Hyrule Ridge is another one of these Zonai outliers, and it's a place known as the Thunder Plateau, where, clues in the name, thunderstorms are the norm. My personal well, favourite. Yeah, I say the norm, but what I mean is that it is constantly in the middle of a lightning storm, like 24-7, lightning, rain, lightning, rain, lightning, rain, it's, it's a, it's this pleasant location. Yeah, it's my favourite. Sarcastic, sarcasm. This pleasant location is the home of a shrine quest. In order to unlock the shrine, you have to find the four orbs and place them in their corresponding pedestals, and then the shrine will kind of like levitate up from under the ground, like some the, the plateau like itself. Like the, the thunder plateau itself, I will add, is also elevated. It's not at ground level, so you, the balls are not on the plateau itself, or at least two of them aren't, right? They're and, on top of columns. Yes. And it's so, very tedious. So so we can just complain. So and three <laughs> of the four orbs. So one of the orbs is very nice and it's just on the ground for you, just ready to It's on the plateau already. It's place. nice. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's nice. Um but uh, the other three are above ground, which ordinarily wouldn't be a problem, but it's raining. So Link can't climb in the rain. So you have to slip and slide and fall off and die. Yeah, it's fun. And there's oh, enemies and I, stuff, so... I saw, and there's lots of star columns because it's constantly dark there. Yes, and, and I have... So, I have a problem with my controller uh, where it started drifting. Oh, and no. <laughs> So, part of the thing with this challenge is you have to stasis these orbs and then yes. hit them over to the plateau. It's like stupid baseball. 
<laughs> like stupid baseball. So, but my I had an issue, right? So my control is drifting to the left, mm -hmm. and which is a problem because depending on how you hit the ball, it'll fly in a different direction when the stasis gets released. Yes. So I'm like trying to stand on top of this very slippery platform in the rain, trying to stasis this block, and Link's just trying to run, full on run in the other direction. It was not. It wasn't very fun. I don't like the thunder plateau. In case you hadn't noticed, but um. And even though these orbs, they glow and they have different colors and like you have to put them in the pedestals and it's, it's, it's not said than done. Yeah. And like, like at one point I like when my controller was drifting, I ended up like leaving my game and then I came back to find myself surrounded by 12 different self problems and three choo-choos. Yeah, no. It's, 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 it's not fun. I don't but, like it. But you know, thankfully, you are graced with sunlight after entering the shrine as a reward for completing the task so at least once you finish the puzzle or not so much the puzzle but just put the orbs back in their pedestals um it doesn't mm -hmm. remain in complete darkness um thank so, goodness um and in broad daylight it is clear that this is yet another zone i sight. the animal head imagery and the geometric spiral pillars tell all it's nice it's nice mm -hmm. so to go off from this little tangent i have com we had complaining about Thunder Plateau. We mm -hmm. will now talk about Tifolo Ruins. Oh yes. Behind the great Chiral Forest, other known as the Korok Forest. Yes, the Tifolo Ruins, it appears to be a bog from the outside, seeing as there are muddy marshes surrounding the area. What's notable about this location is the fact that it's shrouded in darkness. And by darkness, we don't just mean like any kind of darkness. It's because you, it, that you have nighttime in the game. But you can still It doesn't see. matter what time of day you go to this area, there is always this kind of gigantic cloud covering the entire area, making nothing visible. I'm like, it is dark, it's darker than night, because at night in this game, you can still see. You, so you can't the, see anything. The thing is, if you're looking at this location from a distance, you can vaguely see kind of maybe bridges and possible torch lights and things like that, but it doesn't matter what angle you approach this from, because it's either just the mud, like the, like the, it's just, it's either just mud or the entrance to the ruins themselves, but it's still dark. And then, and then once you enter, uh, yeah, once you enter the area, you can't see anything at all, only with, uh, and you only have flames to guide the way. There will be like a nice little torch just positioned right at the entrance. So the player is um, informed basically to pick up that torch and then, yeah, the objective, I'll just explain the, the thing. Oh my god, I can't speak English. I can't. Don't try too hard. Uh, Don't yeah, I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't try too hard. Okay, anyways, the objective of this location, from a gameplay standpoint, is to light the small bird statues with uh, the torch, as these statues point to the relative direction of the shrine located in these uh, darkened ruins. There's a Hinox, like, just outside where the shrine is located, because the shrine glows. You already know that the shrine glows when you see it. So you can see the Hinox silhouette and then the shrine right behind it. And this Hinox happens to have the shrine orb needed to unlock the shrine because there's a pedestal where you got to put the shrine orb in. You know, you can defeat the Hinox or manage to stealthily steal the shrine orb while it sleeps. I mean, uh, for people, as people who like to run away from their problems, you you guys all know which option we chose when completing this shrine. Yes, but you will also know that I am not good at things, so I ultimately failed to stealthily steal the shrine orb while it slept, oh, well and I woke it up, so then I was forced to fight it. Ha, sucker. Yeah, thanks for making fun of me. 
You have to eat. You have to eat like a stealth thing and wear the stealth. What do you armor. think? I was wearing, I was the, wearing the the the, the she, like the the she, whatever the the stealth set. I was wearing that. How did you fail? Because. Okay. Um, anyway, regardless. this is just yet another complicated puzzle in a Zonai location. I don't know. Maybe the Zonai have a thing for puzzles, and they just want to make our lives no difficult. One knows. I don't know. But the rest of the ruins are kind of spread about Central Hyrule, appearing in the form of tall, mossy green columns. Thankfully, there are no puzzles or shrines involved with these. Hallelujah. Thank God. Yeah, yeah. Just... And they appear quite early in the game, and many can be seen on your way to the dueling peaks. It's like they're hidden in plain sight. Mysterious. Spooky. To sum up, sum up, damn it. I, you <laughs> had so many English sales, I was bound to have one at some point. Anyway, to sum up, what is there to consider about the Zonai based on what we know about them strictly from the game? They are really spread out for some reason. This is only strengthened by the fact that there's a good chance the temple-like structure Link and Zelda wandered through in the sequel teaser, the Breath of the Wild 2 teaser, is a Zonai temple, in which case- Based off of the animal imagery and geometric patterns that we discussed earlier. Exactly, all those markers, right? In which case, that temple would be located where Hyrule Castle now rests, if you remember the last scenes of that teaser of a gigantic structure coming out of the ground for some unknown reason. We are taking into consideration that the teaser footage isn't final, it's not that this, we know that that's not we, we don't know whether or not everything we saw in that teaser is going to end up there. But again, if the temple really does exist, once again, it cements the fact that the Zonai are spread out like butter on toast. Nice metaphor. You're well, well Yeah, I know. I, I got I got, I got it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the existence of the barbaric armor shows that the Zonai were probably a tribal group that survived off of the land. I would add that we don't, like, it's not entirely... Um, concrete that the barbarian armor is Zonai, but based off of the fact of the description of the game and the fact that it belonged to an ancient tribal group living in the Farron region, mm-hmm. and the Zonai are the only other culture that's mentioned in the game, it's a pretty solid. It's pretty solid. It's a natural conclusion there. to draw. You know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and what makes the Zonai more than just an ancient race is their signature style, those geometric spirals. They say a lot about the culture and what they wanted to show the world. Like ancient civilizations in our own world, all that's left of them are ruins of temple-like structures, meaning there's only so much we can know about, you know, a given dead culture. However, we are theorists here at the Lore Research Lab. And now that we have laid down our bedrock for our theories, we are going to conduct maybe another couple of episodes on what we think about the Zodai, who they were, Mm -hmm. and um, what we think happened to them. So... That should be exciting. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, it's it's just the beginning. And it is just uh, the beginning. You know, there's there's a lot to be explored here, and like the Garuda, we have to paint a particular picture. Who the zone I were will not be limited to what this game provides us. And if you remember the tangent I started about Vonaboris and the possibility that the divine beasts, or not Vondaboris in particular, could have been both a Sheikah and Garuda creation and not simply a Sheikah creation, then we can pose similar questions when discussing the Zonai. What appears to be, um, what, like, what something appears to be may not as simple as it seems. So one of the questions going forward is what does Zonai, the Zonai have to do with the rest of Hyrule? This is the first part of a series, as we mentioned, on the mm-hmm. Zonai, and this 
episode has helped us to introduce what there is to know before we theorize, which we have made a point of, but we are (laughs) reiterating for the sake of understanding. Yes. As you, like, we know that not all of you listening may have actually played these games, and we want to make sure that when we actually get to the theorizing, you don't actually think any of the stuff we mention is concrete fact. Everything that will follow about the zone eye is pretty much our own speculation and theorizing. Mm-hmm. And while we believe it's true, and while we think it's likely, it's not been confirmed by anyone. It's just our own thoughts on the matter. Yes. And I, I like the topic of the zone eye, and I'm really excited we finally get to talk about it. Because the Zonai adds an element of mystery to this game that increases our interest in the lore. And boy, did we learn some stuff. Oh, we did. It's gonna be... All we've done is scratch the surface on the Zonai. An adventure awaits us. And it's I... gonna be a roller coaster of a ride, guys. It, it really is. There's. It's gonna be emotional. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be so many things at once. And I will add this as well. I mean, there are lots of other people out there that are on the internet that are doing similar things. There are other people out there who also have their own thoughts in the Zonai and are probably talking about them as we speak. So we keep our findings independent of anything else you see. What you're going to find here is- I know that I is... for one have like never looked at anyone else's theories on the Zonai. Same. Because we just wanted this to all avoid- all original thought. Exactly. So what you're going to hear from us is strictly limited to the Lore Research Lab. It was founded here. Um, these particular thoughts we have in mind because we just have our we have our own ideas about the zone and we don't think that knowing what other people think is going to help us in any way um and we if we're going to have any bias it should just be based off of what we know from the game you know what i mean like if we're gonna have any kind of preconceived notions about something or someone then um in this game in the context of theorizing and stuff it should just be from the game standpoint because i I, I want to have, it's like, but this game, you, you want to have your own ideas about things, right? And it's cool talking so, about- So, everything that will follow is all original thought. And it's we not- We have not stolen from anyone. We, yeah, and if we're, we have, and any other sources will be credited. Yes, if we do find anything that helps us and aids us, um, then we will make sure to cite everything. So you, we just need to make a point of this going forward because I think this is the most theory-heavy series we've done yes. so far. Um, because everything else up until this point has been mostly kind of prefacing and discuss- like uh, discussions and things like that that relate to theories. Because, because like, it, within the game, obviously there's stuff to theorize about, but mm-hmm. we know so little about the Zonai. Literally, the only thing you can it's do- It's frustrating! Is theorizing. Exactly. It's also exciting. But yes, for sure. And um, the replayability of the game, I mean, though, once you beat the game, there's not actually anything else to do except maybe going back and doing some other stuff. You can still adventure through the game as normal. Uh, and it will... or unless you get unless you get DLC. Unless you get DLC. But I, I, do, I, I do not have DLC. So for me, all I have is just returning back to the same game I had before I beat Ganon, basically, with a little star in my save file. Um, but thankfully, with the Zonai, what it has allowed me to do is go back to my files and basically replay some sections and inspect things uh, on, you know, with a, like, with a more magnified lens, like I'm learning so much more, even though I've already played through this game before. It's a it's a great learning experience, you know? Hmm. So this was the Lore Research Lab's findings on the Zonai and what we know about them from The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Thanks for tuning in, folks, and we'll, we'll see, see you next. next time. That was what? great. We were so close. <laughs> <laughs>
We I were know. so close. I mean, I messed up with English this episode, but we were so close. Darn. 